Good day to you. This is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. I am Pastor Neil Wemus, and this is your daily scripture meditation. Today we will be in Job chapter, beginning in chapters 33. So let me bring that onto the screen for you, and let's just jump into it. So as a note, we are continuing where we've been in for the last uh, several weeks. We're still, we're just reading through the... Um, Job, his friends, and now we have Elihu um, dealing with the issues that Job is going through. I mean, we got to go all, we have to go quite a ways back to find it where Job is dealing with, you know, he's lost so much. He's lost family. He's lost his crops and animals. He's, and now he himself, his body is, his flesh is covered in sores and he's just miserable. And there's this, discussion between him and his friends as they deal with this and now here's Elihu um responding to Job and Job has been Job is very much in a complaining mood and his friends are not very helpful it says but now hear my speech O Job and listen to all my words behold I open my mouth my, my, the tongue in my mouth speaks. My words declare the uprightness of my heart. And what my lips know, they speak sincerely. The Spirit of God has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Set your words in order before me. Take your stand. Behold, I am toward God as you are. I too was pinched off from a piece of clay. Behold, no fear of me need terrify you. My pressure will not be heavy upon you. Surely you have spoken in my ears. I have heard the sound of your words. You say I am pure without transgression. I am clean and there is no iniquity in me. Behold, he finds occasions against me. He counts me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches all my paths. Behold, in this you are not right. I will answer you, for God is greater than man. Why do you contend against him, saying he will answer none of man's words? For God speaks in one way, and in two, though man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings, that he may turn man aside from his deed and conceal pride from a man. He keeps back his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. Man is also rebuked with pain on his bed and with continual strife in his bones, so that his life loathes bread and his appetite the choicest food. His flesh is so wasted away that it cannot be seen, and his bones were not seen stick out. His soul draws near the pit, and his life to those who bring death. If there be for him an angel, a mediator, one of the thousand, to declare to man what is right for him, and he is merciful to him and says, Deliver him from going into the, down into the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresh with youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. Then man prays to God and he accepts him. 
he sees his face with a shout of joy, and he restores to man his righteousness. He sings before men and says, I sinned and perverted what was right, and it was not repaid to me. He has redeemed my soul from going down into the pit, and my life shall look upon the light. Behold, God does all these things, twice, three times with the man, to bring back his soul from the pit, that he may be lighted with the light of life. Pay attention, O Job. Listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have any words, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Then Elihu answered and said, Hear my words, you wise men, and give ears to me, you who know. For the ear tests words, as the palate tastes food. Let us choose what is right. Let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am in the right, and God has taken away my right. In spite of my right, I am counted a liar. My wound is incurable, though I am without transgression. What is man like Job, who drinks up scoffing like water? Who travels in company with evildoers and walks with wicked men? For he has said it profits a man nothing that he should take delight in God. Therefore hear me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God that he should do wickedness, and from the Almighty that he should do wrong. For according to the work of a man he will repay him, and according to his ways he will make it befall him. Of a truth, God will not do wickedly, and the Almighty will not pervert justice. Who gave him charge over the earth, and who laid on him the whole world, if he should set his heart to it, and gather to himself his spirit and his breath. All flesh would perish together, and man would return to dust. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to what I say. Shall one who hates justice govern? Will you condemn him who is righteous and mighty? Who says to a king, worthless one, and to nobles, wicked man, who shows no partiality to princes, nor regards the rich more than the poor, for they are all the work of his hands, in a moment they die, at midnight the people are shaken and pass away, and the mighty are taken away by no human hand. For his eyes are on the ways of a man, and he sees all his steps. There is no gloom or deep darkness where evildoers may hide themselves, for God has no need to consider a man further, that he should go before God in judgment. He shatters the mighty without investigation. It sets others in their place. Thus knowing their works, he overturns them in the night, and they are crushed. He strikes them for their wickedness in a place for all to see, because they turned aside from following him and had no regard for any of his ways, so that they caused the cry of the poor to come to him. And he heard the cry of the afflicted. When he is quiet, who can condemn? When he hides his face, who can behold him, whether it be a nation or a man? That a godless man should not reign, that he should not ensnare the people. For has anyone said to God, I have borne punishment? 
I will not offend any more. Teach me what I do not see. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. Will he then make repayment to suit you, because you reject it? For you must choose, and not I. Therefore declare what you know. Men of understanding will say to me, and the wise man who hears me will say, Job speaks without knowledge. His words are without insight. Would that Job were tried to the end, because he answers like wicked men. For he had rebellion, adds rebellion to his sin. He claps his hands among us and multiplies his words against us. And Alihu answered and said, Do you think this to be just? Do you say it is my right before God? That you ask what advantage I have? How am I better off than if I had sinned? I will answer you, and your friends will see. Look at the heavens and see, and behold the clouds which are higher than you. If you have sinned, what do you accomplish against him? And if your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness concerns a man like yourself, and your wickedness a son of man. Because of the multitude of oppressions, people cry out. They call for help because of the arm of the mighty. But none says, Where is God, my maker, who gives songs in the night? who teaches us more than the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the heavens. There they cry out, but he does not answer because of the pride of evil men. Surely God does not hear an empty cry, nor does the Almighty regard it. How much less when you say that you do not see him, that the case is before him and you are waiting for him. And now, because his anger does not punish, and he does not take much note of transgression, Job opens his mouth in empty talk. He multiplies words without knowledge. So we continue with this on Thursday. And so before... And so with that, we're going to move on to the Book of Concord. So this is where, where we left off on, I think, oh, what was it, Thursday when we last re read from this? And we are in the middle of um, the first commandment, and so we're going to keep... I know normally I'd been doing the, reading this along with the old the New Testament, but the New Testament, um, the readings out of Luke, there's just so much to talk about it. It's just kind of been taking up the recording. And so I've been kind of had to shift these over to the Old Testament readings, which for now, are going a little bit quicker. So here we are in um, paragraph 26 of Luther's large catechism, First Commandment. It says, Even though we experience much good from other people, whatever we receive by God's command or arrangement is all received from God. For our parents and all rulers and everyone else with respect to his neighbor have received from God the command that they should do us all kinds of good. So we receive these blessings, not from them, but through them, from God. For creatures are only the hands, channels, and means by which God gives all things. So he gives to the mother breasts and milk to offer to her child. And he gives corn and all kinds of produce from the earth for nourishment. None of these blessings could be produced by any creature of itself. 
So, no one should expect to take or give anything except what God has commanded. Then it may be acknowledged as God's gift, and thanks may be rendered to him for it, as this commandment requires. For this reason also, the ways we receive good gifts through creatures are not to be rejected, nor should we arrogantly seek other ways and means than what God has commanded, for that would not be receiving from God, but seeking for ourselves. Now I'm going to pause a little bit. What Paul, what Luther here is talking about is what is known as the doctrine of vocation. This, there's a word that in here, let's see, where is it? Well, it uses the word channels, but oh, there we go, and means. So that this word right there is a word you see a lot in um, in Lutheran theology. We talk about means that God gives us what we need <clears throat> through means. He gives us salvation through the means of the word and the sacraments, but He also provides for you physically through means. This is why, and I'm going to get a little. I might be getting a little controversial is that when people in the last year during during the pandemic um there was this statement i heard many christians say is that um i don't wear a face mask for example because i have faith and they'll say and i even saw this on the internet where they'll say faith over fear and they'll have a syringe you know alluding to the vaccine now i'm not going to tell you what you what to say about the vax which you should believe about the vaccines whether good or not and same thing with the face mask i'm not going to talk about that but saying that wearing a face mask or getting vaccinated is choosing fear over faith is not biblical it's not a christian theology because as christians we believe that god works through means and so a person who were to get vaccinated or get a face mask so for example i am vaccinated okay so i did make that choice and I'm not saying that to say, you know, you need to get it. But I didn't get vaccinated because I'm afraid. I did it because I trusted God. I trust that God works through means. He's working through the researchers. He's working through the doctors. He's working through the materials to provide a way to help his people to keep going from this virus. Now, we might have disagreements as to whether, you know, maybe it's harmful and about its effectiveness. We can get into... That's another discussion for another time. But the idea that it's a failure to trust God is not theologically sound. God works through means. He always has. All right. If you want food, you don't sit there at the table and wait, pray to God and wait for it to fall from the sky. You go to the grocery store or you gather stuff from the field or wherever it may be. Um... And, or from the garden or whatever and you bring it in you put it on the stove you cook it um, and you do all types of things to make sure it's ready it that's how god works he works through means and efforts to care and provide for us and telling somebody that they are f being fearful or failing to have faith to do to by doing things like that is not christian um, for one it's a failure to put a best construction on your neighbor and it is a failure to understand the doctrine of vocation that God works through means. All right. So again, you may we may have disagreements about the effectiveness of these things, but 
don't accuse somebody of not having faith because they got vaccinated or because they wear a face mask. That does not square with Christian teaching. Verse 28. Let everyone then see to it that he values this commandment great and high above all things. Do not regard it as a joke. Ask and examine your heart diligently, and you will find out whether it clings to God alone or not. If you have a heart that can expect of him nothing but what is good, especially in need and distress, and a heart that also renounces and forsakes everything that is not God, then you have the only true God. If, on the contrary, your heart clings to anything else from which it expects more good and help then from God, and if your heart does not take refuge in him but flees from him when in trouble, then you have an idol, another God. God will not have this commandment thrown to the winds. He will most strictly enforce it. In order that this may be known, he has added a terrible threat and a beautiful comforting promise. This promise also is also to be taught and impressed upon young people, that they may take it to heart and hold it. Explanation of the appendix to the first commandment. I, Yahweh your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Exodus 20, verse 5 to 6. These words relate to all the commandments, as we, as we shall learn later. But they are joined to this chief commandment because it is most important that people get their thinking straight first. For where the head is right, the whole life might be right as, and vice versa. Learn, therefore, from these words how angry God is with those who trust in anything but him. And again, learn how good and gracious he is to those who trust and believe in him alone with their whole heart. His anger does not stop until the fourth generation of those who hate him. He says this so you will not live in such security and commit yourself to chance like people with brute hearts who think that it makes no great difference how they live. On the other hand, his blessing and goodness reach many thousands. He is a God who will not overlook that people turn from him. He will not stop being angry until the fourth generation, even until they are utterly exterminated. Therefore, he is to be feared and not to be despised. So we'll continue with that on Thursday. So let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you his peace. Amen. Blessings on your day. Amen.